Hello, everybody. Before we start today's episode, I am so excited to announce that we officially have a new sponsor of Simply Finance with Shane White, and that is Routine. Um, I actually had one of the founders of Routine on the podcast as one of my early on founder series episodes uh, back in 2020. And um, they are now officially the sponsor of Simply Finance with Shane White. So, so excited to announce them to all of you. Uh, Routine was founded by a husband and wife with one simple goal, establish healthy routines for healthy lifestyles. The founders tried a lot of hydration and wellness supplements and found that most are full of sugar, synthetic ingredients, and were also made overseas in uncontrolled environments and didn't accomplish what they claimed to do. Instead of, in running in, sorry, instead of reinventing the wheel, uh, Routine looked to time-tested natural ingredients that generations of parents have trusted. They focused on creating products that keep those natural ingredients whole but make them more convenient for our modern, busy lives. Their newest product is called Mo- Morning Routine. Um, just so you know, when we sleep, we lose around a pound to a pound and a half of water, expelling vapors, sweat, etc., each packet of morning routine, which they come in a single serve packet, little tear away packet you dump in water. Each packet contains half an organic lemon, one tablespoon of apple cider vinegar, and Himalayan sea salt. This combination has all six essential electrolytes and most importantly, no sugar. As I mentioned, it's just a one uh, serving tear packet that you dump in around 20 ounces of water. Um, they suggest you start your day with this. That's why it's called morning routine. And as always, routine is made up of trusted ingredients made convenient. The link to routine is in the show notes. If you want to just go and find that, click, and it'll take you to their website. Or you can go to yourroutine.com. And as an offer from routine to all of my listeners, if you'd like to get 30%, which is a huge discount to start off, 30% off your first order at yourroutine.com. Or again, link in the show notes. At checkout, use code ShaneWhite30 to get 30% off. All right, everybody. Hope you guys check out Routine. Um, you know, as you all know, I normally always share with you guys brands, um, products that I'm passionate about. Um, you know, I've talked about Robinhood, talked about Whoop in the past, and Routine is no different. Um, I do believe in what they're building. I love their products. Uh, morning Routine um, has been something that I've been taking and have seen great results. I honestly just feel more energized. Um, I feel more hydrated, if that makes sense. Like I really do. Um, and so I think you guys will love the product. And as always, like I said, um, if you use Shane White 30, you can get 30% off your first order. So it's a great way to try out the product and see if it's something that you can enjoy. All right, everybody. The next episode is up right after this. Hello, everybody. The next episode, I am stoked to deliver to all of you. Um, This episode is a special guest. They're all special guests, but this one uh, I was extremely fired up about. Uh, If any of you guys have listened to any of my athletes series or actually some of the founder series, Marcus Philly, um, Matt Frazier, uh, just a couple CrossFit uh, games athletes with big names that have been on the podcast. Um, if you follow CrossFit or if you've gotten into it, um, or if you're just into health and wellness and fitness, this conversation is going to be a fun one for you. Today, I had the uh, owner of CrossFit Lynchpin. 
He's, you know, definitely the voice and one of the faces of um, a lot of the CrossFit games um, broadcasts. He's been a part of CrossFit and, you know, training, um, you know, a lot of, like I said, the health side of the CrossFit HQ business. Uh, his name is Pat Sherwood. He uh, He's a great guy. He's just involved in a ton of things that I really respect. His opinions are fantastic. Um, we dive into a lot of different topics. And I think you guys will really enjoy today's episode, um, especially if you're someone who has wanted to get healthier, has wanted to get into fitness or just, you know, honestly, like I said, just get healthier. Um, this episode is really cool. He dives into kind of the why behind the methodology that he believes in. So I hope you guys enjoy. So without further ado, Pat Sherwood. All right, everybody, we are live. I am fired up today, to be honest. This is an awesome, awesome guest to have on the show. Um, I'll just, you know, name a couple things. He uh, He's currently the founder, uh, you know, started it, founder of CrossFit Lynchpin. Um, if any of you guys are into CrossFit, he's definitely a voice, a face you've probably seen before. Um, he's been a CrossFit Games athlete, a former Navy SEAL, husband, father, and, and I believe father, another father, an, another child soon. Correct. Exciting. Um, none other than Pat Sherwood. Pat, thanks for coming on the show, man. Uh, thanks, Shane. I, I truly appreciate it. And uh, uh, your listeners or viewers probably don't know. I think you should get an award for perseverance. I feel like I did not make it easy for you to finally just track me down and, and just finally be like, look, we're doing this or not, which was of no uh, of no fault or of your own and no malice on my part, just um, I needed to be better about communicating, man. So I appreciate you just staying at it. I, You know what, Pat? I uh, Everyone is crazy busy, especially people who you want to talk to. So I always appreciate just honesty, transparency, and just, you know, if it can't work, it can't work. And if it does work, <laughs> then great. And uh, no, I, I'm, I'm pumped to have you on. Thanks for taking the time. I know you're crazy busy and you're uh, you got a lot going on. So I totally get that. Yeah, no, no problem. I was, you know, when you first reached out initially, um, you know, I, I get reached out to by people every now and then on, and, and that runs the gamut, right? Sure. It's not, it's not uh, a lot of people have a podcast these days and, um, you know, they're not all created equal. And I, I remember you saying that you had Fraser on. So I sent him a quick text and I was like, this Shane guy, <laughs> you know, should I do it? And he's like, yeah, yeah, he was a good dude. I had, I had a good time. I was like, okay, good to go. So that, that was, you get the thumbs up from Matt Fraser. So that's, that's a good thumbs up to get. Hey, I appreciate that. And thank you, Matt, if you listen to this, because that, yeah, yeah. That's, that's a big thumbs up. So I appreciate exactly. it. No, I feel I felt bad too. If you listen to that one, Matt, you know, came on and we did, I think we did like a, a little over an hour and then I lost, we lost power. We had like a tornado come uh, yes, through. Yes, I remember that. Yeah. So I, you know, I literally, we couldn't redo it for almost a week and then we came back on and did a while, but no, he's a great dude. And everyone that, you know, listens to this, they've, you know, heard me talk about him. He's a good guy. 100%. So no, I appreciate it. Do you, um, I kind of gave a little intro. Do you mind giving everyone just kind of a little introduction to yourself and anything I missed or anything you want people to know about you up front? And then we'll just dive in. Man, I think, I think you nailed it. Yeah. Um, you know, owner of CrossFit Lynchpin that's been around, I think since 2014, I worked for CrossFit HQ for maybe about 14 years, I want to say. So that was a huge, um, part of my life and development as well prior to that military 
And yeah, I've got two amazing boys who are just fantastic. They're my entire world. They, they keep me, they do their best to keep me from being a workaholic. <laughs> and they're my stepkids. My wife had them from a previous marriage and they are utterly and completely fantastic. And now my wife is pregnant with uh, what will be our daughter. So we'll have oh wow stepkids, biological kids, you know, real brothers, half brothers and sisters, you know, those, you know, and then there's, you know, shared custody between two households and, you know, running a business and trying to stay in shape. And so it's, uh, you know, when I, I try to be real and talk about like juggling a crazy hectic life and trying to maintain some level of fitness while doing it. And that is, that's just the daily grind, man. The daily yeah. grind. Well, congratulations, man. And that's yeah, exciting. Thanks. Yeah, that's exciting. You're have another girl in the house to uh, balance things out. I know. I know. I'm looking forward to it because the boys are just insane 24 hours a day, limitless energy. So people who have raised girls have told me like, you just might forget, the, you know, she might just find her in the room coloring for 30 minutes quietly. I was like, I can't even imagine what that would be like. I'm used to people jumping off furniture or throwing a football through a window. So right. um, I'm sure we'll have its own unique set of challenges. People okay. told me yeah. the teenage years will be interesting. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, right. But yeah. Uh, but yeah, we'll see, man. It's all It's all good. Well, congratulations. That's so exciting. And, uh, you know, I'm sure that's going to be a, a wild life change. But as oh, we yeah. just talked about before we started, it seems like life these days is just it's changing all the time and just take mm. it with what it's worth and <laughs> keep rolling. Oh, man, right. Whoever said, you know, the only thing constant is change. And that's, uh, that's, that's the deal. You know, life is yeah. just a constant, uh, a constant desire to just keep pushing the ball forward, you know, right. and that's, Every now and then it might stop, but just don't let it roll backwards. Just keep yeah, that's a good keep, way to think keep, about it. Keep exerting forward pressure on it to the best of your ability. Right. No, I love that. That's that's a good point. Um, so we can jump in. I um, I obviously have a couple CrossFit questions just because I think you're 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 one of the few people who I when I when I started getting people on here like Matt, I was like. Pat's one of the few people I just, I really respect your opinions and, uh, I appreciate just, that. you know, you just have puts a lot of time into there. So a few of those, um, and then, you know, for people who don't know, Matt, Pat has a, a, all a, basically a background that I didn't know a ton about until we started talking on the phone. So we'll get into some of that. I'm excited okay. to talk a little real estate and a little finance on the back end there too. Yeah. Um, but I wanted to start off. So this is a really simple question, but I've actually gotten a lot of questions from my listeners who aren't CrossFit people per se, and don't okay. practice, you know, the, the, the CrossFit movements, functional fitness, they're probably more just so, you know, I grew up in Indiana and, uh, not that Indiana is not a, a state of CrossFit, but you know, a lot of the people I ran around with and, and grew up with, I would say they're more of like they go to the LA fitness and mm -hmm. do a little bit of the cardio, do a little bit of bodybuilding. So wanted to know if you could just quickly give a, you know, I'm sure it could be a pretty much a one liner. I've heard you say it before, but what is CrossFit and like, how did you get into CrossFit? You know, it's, it's funny because we used to have to lecture, you know, for this at a living for a living in the level one seminars and there's, you know, hour long lectures about it. And then we'd be at the end of the day, maybe still wearing our red CrossFit trainer shirts when we'd be in the elevator of the hotel. Okay. Somebody like, Oh, Hey, CrossFit, what is that? And you've got, <laughs> 20 seconds before the elevator reaches the next floor, you know, the elevator pitch. Yeah. And so we just say, it's the most fun and effective strength and conditioning program you can do. Go to, you know, go check it out. That's it. That'd be oh, the whole okay. thing, which, <laughs> yeah. So it, it. it's simple, which is true. It is, it is, as far as I'm concerned, it's the most fun and effective strength and conditioning program. Like I think a misconception is that CrossFit is just 
conditioning and that's not the case, it's strengthening and conditioning. And I would say it's the most effective from everything that I've done, nothing works better. Okay. And from back in the day, I grew up kind of maybe doing what you're saying your friends did, you know, the classic, yeah. I'd go to Gold's Gym. Yes. And that's... Monday and Thursday was chest and tries, Tuesday and Friday was back and buys. What Wednesday and Saturday was legs and shoulders. And then you'd sprinkle in cardio, you'd sprinkle in abs. I mean, that was all my life pre-CrossFit. Okay. And it was wildly, it was wildly different, you know. And from having that background and now seeing this, you know, I'd lose I'd lose interest every now and then, wouldn't go to the gym for a couple of weeks, be dedicated for a few months, took a week off, um, but just because of the routine. But with, with CrossFit being the fun part, I just never lost interest. I think it's the constantly varied part of it. It, it has kept my interest nonstop for now about 16 years, which is a feat in wow. of itself. Yeah, yeah definitely. No, that makes sense. <clears throat> Excuse me. I always explain to people, that's the best way I think to just explain it. To people who at least exercise, you know, going from a, a normal split of, yeah, you have like a chest and back day, buys and tries, legs, right. and you kind of like cycle through. CrossFit is, it's they say varied, right? Varied, not random. Correct, um, yeah. But it's always changing. There's different types of movements. There's different uh, modalities. There's different, right. uh, you know, whether it's I, a strength or heavy day versus a long endurance workout, it's always changing. And I think that's one of the, obstacles to CrossFit as you know people might be I don't think most people have a good understanding of what it actually is yeah Tru truly so. what it is and why we do what we do they might have seen a random thing on Instagram or a random thing on YouTube and think that you know they see somebody swinging around on the pull-up bar during Fran they don't understand what kipping is and they just they just dismiss it and um and when you actually can sit down and have somebody who says ah oh, you know I don't like CrossFit you say well that's fine can you explain to me what it is yeah. And they usually, you know, quite frankly, cannot. And then and you have the explanation of, you know, if they actually have the time, why we do what we do, why the methodology is created the way that it is, why it produces the results that it does. They're like, you know, they keep waiting for the thing that won't make sense. And they're like, okay, well, that makes sense. But, you know, the next thing probably won't. No, okay, well, that makes sense. And by the end of it, you're like, that's it. And they're like, oh, well, that, okay, well, yeah, I like it. You yeah. know, um, yeah. But, you know, but it takes a bit to have that conversation with folks. Sure. Kind of got to like break it down because on the surface, depending on to your point, what oh. you see or what you watch firsthand on Instagram or YouTube or whatever it may be. It looks be wildly exactly different than business as usual. I mean, I remember not seeing CrossFit, but seeing just uh, a movement that most people don't do. Because again, I, I came from, you know, concentration curls and pec deck and the leg yes. press and things like that. And my buddy uh, who was in the Navy with, we were deployed somewhere, we were in a gym and he used to be a football player. So he was doing hang power cleans and okay. I'd never seen a hang power clean in my entire life. He wasn't doing CrossFit, just doing hang power cleans. And I remember talking like, what in the world are you doing swinging that barbell around? And he's like, <laughs> he's like, they're cleans, man. We used to do them in football. And I was like, you're going to blow your back out. That's the stupidest thing I've ever seen in my life. You don't know what yeah. you're doing. You know, like the, all the stuff that now people say about right. CrossFit when they don't know the why, I, you know, I can relate to it because I mean, I was that guy. I mean, I remember that thing vividly and I am astonished now at how profoundly wrong and ignorant I was yet. Of course, like any good American, I felt the need to give my expert opinion on a subject that I knew nothing about. Yes. <laughs> <You know? laughs> so, how true is that? You know, so it's all good. It's all yeah. good. 
No, that's so inter- I mean, I, I think that's exactly how I first started it. I, that's how I thought of it. And then I moved to Chicago and I, I joined RX Bar and I started working there. And mm-hmm. of course, Peter and Jared, that's like where they hit the ground running and start like we they were at CrossFit everything. And it was all, I mean, it was the, the bar of CrossFit. So mm-hmm. I like overnight got adopted without knowing into learning why it is what it is. Um, but I think if I wouldn't have gone to RX Bar, I don't know if I would have ever like figured it out and learned more about it. Um, yeah, it's, so it's tough funny. these days, you know, not to be at these days and, and uh, you know, back in the day kind of a guy, but it is tough, I think, these days because uh, you might just see something, you might see the games, you might see something, you get interested, you walk into an affiliate, which is great, Yeah, you know, and ideally you're in fantastic hands and, and you learn and that's great. But you could still show up to the class every day, do the warm, do the workout, do the cool down, go home, make some great friends, get really fit and go through the motions every day and get the benefit from it without actually getting the why. Yeah. Why are we doing what we do? And, and the why, I don't want to say it used to be more readily accessible, but, you know, quote unquote, back in the day, you know, the CrossFit Journal was a huge thing on CrossFit.com and, and it would get emailed, you know, if you signed up for it and paid for it each year you get the month's worth of journal articles in your inbox once a month. And, you know, I remember, you know, this is like 2005, 2006, it was a big deal. It get emailed to you. You'd, you'd print it out, you'd staple it together. And over the course of the month, just read it, you know, oh, and the yeah. next month it came in and you'd read it. And there's just so many gems in those old CrossFit journal articles that utterly and completely articulate beautifully all the whys, you know, what is fitness, what is work capacity across broad time modal domains, what is relative intensity, you know, all that stuff that can be confusing on the surface, it's all out there, but it just takes some time and effort to just to sit down and do a whole bunch of reading, which, you know, most people are busy and and don't have the time to do. And so, um, yeah, but it's, that was a, a blessing, I think of, you know, my early indoctrination into CrossFit was just getting that CrossFit journal emailed once a month and just diving into it, you know, head to toe. Sure. That may, and that's free now, isn't it? Isn't most of yep. those articles are all yep. available online? Yep, for sure. 100%. And I highly recommend people just, if you're a CrossFit nerd or just want to learn more about it, man, any question I generally get asked by anyone, if the answer's in the journal, you know, there's, okay. there's gold, there's gold in there for sure. Yeah. Yeah. No, that makes sense. I, uh, I've read through some of it. I've always wanted to like go back to the very, very first one and it takes so long. So I, I've never well, that's the it. thing it does. Yeah. yeah. It's, 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 it's so good. And, um, but anyway, yeah, and everyone's busy. And so, you know, you just, you can ideally rely on your coach or your trainer to be the custodian of that knowledge. And, you know, then you don't have to do it unless you want to. Right. That, yeah. hundred percent. Um, I think the, the, you answered, you know, the main thing I wanted to ask the one that I've had some people on here that actually are, you know, I would say like similar um, position as you, but instead of CrossFit in like uh, bodybuilding, powerlifting, like they, they've started businesses that way. Okay. Um, I, we've talked about CrossFit with, I've talked about it with them. And sometimes I get the, it's too random. Like you're not hitting mm-hmm. enough of the body parts, um, mm-hmm. you know, enough times a week to get like ripped, jacked, whatever you want to call it. What, what is like your thought on like that misconception about CrossFit? Cause I, and obviously bef- before I let you like, let you dive in, 
I think probably the first thing I would assume is, you know, obviously the goals are different things. Like sure, right. in some of that, your, your physique is what you're going for versus CrossFit's also to be able to perform in life and, and be 100%. ready for things. But would love just to know your thoughts. Cause I've had people ask me about that on here that don't do CrossFit and want to know, like, and you've talked about it at nauseum if you know Pat, but you know, if I do a, one of the CrossFit wads and it takes 20, 30 minutes, am I done? Do I really right. need to like, can I, what do I need to do for the rest of the hour type of question? It, yeah. So, I mean, getting back to maybe one of the first ones, which, which sounds like maybe it's coming from more of an aesthetics, more of a bodybuilding um, background of, you know, looking for whatever, a certain look, a certain pump, you know, the, the shred of this, the bulging biceps, whatever it happens to be. You know, there are plenty of CrossFitters that have a physique that most people would die for. Yeah. You know, so that, you know, you could just point them towards a couple of those people and be like, would you like to look like this person? And the answer is probably yes, male or female. They're doing, you know, they're doing CrossFit and, you know, whatever muscle that you want to work, none of them are going to be neglected doing total body movements such as the clean, the deadlift, the back squat, the burpee. I mean, you name it, you know, head, head to toe, you're going to get it covered. Now you might not get the hypertrophy unless you specifically go after that maybe somebody that's looking to add an inch to their biceps like if that's a specific goal yeah that might not occur you know totally open honestly that might not occur and um but you're right that we're chasing we're chasing function where some folks chase form like i chased form back in the day on that monday and thursday chest and tries routine right and now we chase function and the form follows the function you know we're back in the day I was chasing form. And, you know, if I'm honest, you know, most of us didn't achieve the form that we wanted, you know, okay, yeah. <laughs> we were never satisfied, right? You wanted to be bigger and more shredder or, or, or whatever, you know, we we're just doing a lot of volume at low intensity, you know, back mm-hmm. in the day, right now, you know, we're doing a, most of us doing a lower volume at a higher intensity chasing function and the form for most people anyway, follows you know it follows you know, quite nicely and a large part of that also if people aren't achieving their goals would probably be a really deep dive and honest look into their diet and their nutrition you know okay. i mean yeah uh i'm a, a firm believer that most of us have far more area to improve outside of the gym than inside the gym you know the, the one workout a day is great for most folks and that's all most people need. And if they're not kind of happy where they are, the easy answer, I don't know if it's fair to say the easy answer, but I'll stick with that. The easy answer is I'm going to do another session. I'm going to spend another 30 minutes in the gym where um, most people, I don't think they're doing it maliciously, but I think they lie to you when you say, do you eat well? They're like, oh yeah, crushing it, man. Just eating so well. It's (laughs) so unbelievable. Unbelievable. (laughs) Uh, I think if you had like a a secret invisible whisper quiet drone that followed somebody around and videotaped them for a week and they had no idea that it was happening that that was happening and you reviewed the tape why they weren't achieving their goals would not be mysterious Got it, it would be 100%. very obvious yeah <laughs> you know yeah i think you know uh, incredibly tightening up the diet and most people need more sleep honestly and yeah, and if you did important. those two things and you did your one workout a day and poured your heart into it I think you would get so much more than not getting enough sleep, having a middle of the road diet and trying to work out an extra 30 minutes a day, you know, but, but getting back to the form and function thing, you know, what's interesting is so, you know, I'm not a big guy. I'm five foot eight. I weigh, 
about 183, 184 pounds. Um, I'm 45. Back when I was, um, you know, in my early 20s in, in the Navy as an active duty SEAL, I was obviously still 5'8", I weighed 185 pounds. So I was within two or three pounds of where I am oh, right wow. now. Yeah. Working out my entire life, you know, again, the bodybuilding routine, the whole nine yards, but, you know, the bodybuilding routine, leg press, leg extension, leg curl, like I never did a barbell back squat or a barbell front squat, like that didn't happen, you know, or oh, yeah. definitely didn't do a deadlift or something like that. Again, you did leg extension, leg curl, blah, blah, blah. Um, when I first got into CrossFit, I could not deadlift 300 pounds. Okay. Okay. Active duty seal couldn't deadlift 300 pounds. And now, you know, fast forward years later, my body weight has not changed, you know, but my deadlift is between 450 and 500 pounds. So point oh, being, wow. I put on maybe 175 pounds on my deadlift and did not change my body weight one single solitary pound. So that increase That's in incredible. strength, that increase in strength happened with no um, potentially external change looking, right? Which I see as a good thing, given my, you know, my, my background there for being in the military, I want to be as capable and competent and strong and ferocious as I can, but I don't want to put on an additional 30 pounds to do that. Yeah. So I put on that additional 30 pounds. That's an additional 30 pounds. That's great on deadlift day, but I need to carry that on a 10 K run. I need to carry that over a five day patrol. I need to, then if I get hurt and I go down, my buddy needs to pick up me and my gear that now weighs an additional 30 pounds. He's not happy about that. And he needs to carry <laughs> me half a mile through terrain, you know, to yeah. whatever it happens to be like. So I want to be, I want to have the most capacity possible um, given all the different things that I want to do from body weight movements to, you know, conditioning to weightlifting the whole nine yards. And so I actually think that's one of the most impressive things about what CrossFit does really is just, uh, I kind of, I kind of see a lot of CrossFitters as, you know, that muscle car that, that pulls up to the stoplight, but it doesn't have a fancy paint job. It's just yes. primer gray, primer gray, black wheels. You don't know what's under the hood. And then it just, the, the light turns green and it just crushes you, you know, right. whereas yes. there's a lot of people out there that I think I used to be, which was, I had the fancy paint job and the flashy wheels, but the engine under the hood, it wasn't there. Ah, okay. That's a good you know, way. It's so, a great analogy. Yeah. So that's kind of, um, I think that's one of the hidden gems of CrossFit. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, so you're saying essentially, sometimes you could see people who might have a six pack, you know, big arms, whatever, but yeah, they can't, they can't lift half the weight of someone who maybe just looks, looks fit still. Um, right. But maybe isn't nothing, like, you know, correct. And, and the other part is, you know, there's nothing wrong with it. Right. And right. so, Hey, even if you are, you're like, well, that's great to hear what you're saying, but I don't care. Bodybuilding's my life. Big arms are my life. And that's how I'm going to roll. Right. Hey, rock on. You're not sitting on the couch. Yeah. Yeah. You know, true. it's all good. Like we're all in the same group of people who are deciding to be active in one way, shape or form. Do I personally have my biases that think you could potentially spend your time better? Yeah. I mean, that's why I do CrossFit because I think it's the most effective, but but you're still, you're out there, you're doing something. So I don't care if you're just an Olympic lifter, just a power lifter, just a bodybuilder, you're just a runner. Like, Hey, you know, good on you. You know, I just, yeah. I think, I think there's a better way to optimize your time personally, but we're all doing the same. We're all, we're all on the same team. 
Yeah. Yeah. I love that. No, that's great. And I think that's one of maybe the misconceptions too, is that uh, CrossFit's, you know, kind of this tight knit group. But I think the more you get to know people who do it and are involved, they, they want like more, I feel like I try not to talk about it when I like, I don't, I, I hate the people who just like, it's all they talk about, but mm-hmm. I do like to get people who I feel like, um, and that's kind of my next question. I, I do like to talk to the people who aren't active. Like, I feel like I hope they would oh, be like yeah. friends, family, whatever. Good luck to you with that. Yeah. Right. I know. I know. It's like something I'm always like, come on, you could try it. Like, and so I think that was another question I've, I've been getting a lot as people think, um, you know, you gotta be young and active to get into CrossFit. And I think, mm. and this is a little bit of a plug, but your programming on Lynchman, I think is great where it has, you know, it has the workouts that you're planning for people who are listening. I've never looked at it. And then you have like other options. You have scaled, which is just like either lighter or a movement that's a little simpler for someone who hasn't, mm-hmm. you know, maybe mastered that movement. And you also have essentially a, basically scaled down again to like body weight or very simple, you know, sure. You can explain it better than me. But I think the question really was more around the lines. Like, what do you tell people who, you know, maybe are a little older or haven't really been fit most of their life, but like want to get healthier? Um, can they do CrossFit and all that? I mean, the short answer is they absolutely can. And the best answer is if they have a small bit of time to have a conversation and maybe a small demonstration or get them in the garage and get them in the gym, that's the best thing. But you have to, with some folks, depending upon where that, you know, what season in their life that they are, you have to calm some fears, right? Because they may think, you know, they may see, the games, and while that may motivate somebody who's 27 or 32 to walk in to a CrossFit affiliate, if they're 58, they may be like, well, I'm, I, I'm not like those ripped crazy animals, and I'm not throwing 400 pounds over my head. If that's what CrossFit is, it ain't for me. Yes. You know, so yeah. you can understand that, and you got to let, let them know, and this relates back to my old, like, bodybuilding days, which is, again, form versus function. The training for function, especially as you get older in life, you want to have the ability to live a, a high quality life for as long as humanly possible on planet earth. You know, and this mm-hmm. is something you used to say at the level one lectures and all that anyone who's been in a nursing home or been in an assisted care facility, most people leave going, I don't ever want to be here. Yeah. Like this is not Disneyland. This is a bad deal. Right. And, and there's <laughs> could be some terrible metabolic or chronic diseases that put people there, but there are some folks in there that are just decrepit. They're just feeble. You know, they can no longer navigate stairs on their own. They can no longer go from a seated to a standing position without assistance. You can no longer pick up your groceries off the ground. You might not have a single disease. You're just feeble. You can no longer live on your own. You can no longer go on the family vacation. You can no longer play with your grandkids. You can no longer like fill in the blank. Yeah. Um, And I don't know anybody that wants to go down that path sooner than they have to. And nobody gets put in the nursing home because they lost their capacity to excel at the pec deck. Yes, that's true. They lost their ability to squat and they lost their ability to deadlift, you know, and a squat doesn't mean 400 pounds, you know, getting off the toilet is a squat. Picking up your grandkid is a deadlift. And when you explain to, to people that, you know, these are, regardless of your personal opinion on the squat or the deadlift, whether you think it's the devil and you're going to blow at your back or you think it's great, regardless life demands that you do it and you will do it every single day of your life doesn't no one cares what you think about it and so you can either do it with good technique because somebody taught you how to do it and with muscles that are strengthened to make it safe and sound 
or you can do it with poor technique and weak muscles. The choice is yours. Yeah. And I yeah. think the smart money is let's start training and practicing the movements that life absolutely demands that are 100% unavoidable. Let's teach you how to do them well and let's build up your strength. You know, and love that's, that. And that's, that's a great know, way to think about it. That's a, gr- it usually a great, usually helps a lot of people. people. Yeah. <laughs> usually helps a lot of people be like, yeah, I, yeah, I do. You know, you, we've all got that, you know, relative that potentially at, at Thanksgiving or whatever it happens to be needs help getting off the sofa. You know, you, you put it, well, that's you're, you're on a slippery slope, right? So if you yeah. can't go from a seated to a standing position, you're in a slippery slope for sure. And you can start with just sitting up off the couch. That can be a movement, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, that, that's kind yeah. of the, the beauty I think of CrossFit, right? Is like, if you can't squat, you can just go from a seated position to standing 10 times. Like that's, that's like, I was explaining to my grandma actually one time mm-hmm. I was explaining how you can like, you know, anyone can do that. You can scale it down to a simple movement of just that. Right. And you guys did that a lot on CrossFit. Like I know For some sure. of the, the videos and stuff you guys posted was even showing a lot of elderly people picking up groceries and getting yep. up and off the couch and, and that kind of stuff. It's just, it's just use it or lose it. You know, I mean, your body in motion stays in motion. You don't, you don't have to yeah, just love that. You know, try to annihilate yourself every day, but you've got to move your body. You've got to, or it, it will go away. Yeah. 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 You're very right. No, you're totally right. Um, no, love that. Thank you, Pat. And that's a ton of good, great background on what CrossFit is. Um, the to kind of to jump into the next thing is um, I, I kind of hinted at it and I mentioned it at the beginning and you've, you've mentioned it, but you are the owner of CrossFit Lynchpin. So for people who don't know, you know, again, much about CrossFit, um, I always explain to people, you know, instead of going to like an LA fitness or a gold's gym, CrossFit is built around affiliates and mm-hmm. they're usually called boxes, but everyone, you might may have heard that term before. Can you kind of explain to everybody, um, just what CrossFit Lynchpin is. And then uh, I think we could probably talk a little bit about how that business structure works with affiliates and, and kind of explain to people the differences. Sure. Yeah. So just like you said, you know, CrossFit gyms are, are affiliates. It's not a franchise model. And there's, you know, thousands and thousands of them around the world. And CrossFit Lynchpin happens to be my CrossFit affiliate. And it's just my garage. You know, you yeah. can have a garage affiliate. And so that's exactly what CrossFit Lynchpin is. And I've always loved programming workouts for the longest time. It was just an utter and complete, all-consuming passion. And I just post them on my private Instagram account. People seem to enjoy them. And, and other people are like, well, hey, why don't you just, you know, affiliate your darn garage? I mean, why not? Yeah. You know, you're going to be programming these workouts anyway. You know, just do it. And I was like, yeah, okay. So I did that back in 2014 is when I affiliated my garage and just started posting them through CrossFit Lynchpin instead of just my personal uh, Instagram account. Okay. And it just got a really nice following, which is cool, you know, cause it's just class, as far as I'm concerned, it's just classic, beautiful, unadulterated, effective CrossFit. And it was really nice to see that apparently there was a, a desire for that. So sure. it, you know, I didn't have any particular intentions of starting a business, quite frankly, when I, when I did that, it just, took off and I just reacted to the situation is probably a better way to say it. So I was, I was posting this stuff and then little by little, I just started receiving more and more questions or requests like, Hey, what should I do for a warm-up? Um, hmm. You know, and every single day 
I don't have the time to answer that with 75 different emails every single day. That's not an right. effective use of anyone's time. <laughs> um, you know, what's a good goal time for this workout? Well, hey, what if I don't have pull-ups? What should I do here? Can you give me a scaling option? Like there was all this additional information um, that takes a really long time to, I mean, it takes a long time just to program, you know, multiple weeks of workouts, let alone then you go back into each one of those days workouts and create you know, a detailed warm-up that matches the stimulus, you know, you figure out the goal times, you figure out what appropriate scaling would be, what would be a limited equipment option if you just have dumbbells, what if you don't have any gear at all, what's an at-home workout, what should then people wanted accessory work, what would be some accessory work that complements this, what about some cool down, what about some stretching, what about some demo videos, you know, I mean, so it just the desire for additional information of above and beyond the workout of the day or to complement the workout of the day grew and maybe you can call that a, a lesson plan or whatever it happened to be and so i was like well this isn't scalable you know okay answering yeah. these one-off questions here and there, like there's no way i won't have time to program the workouts and so uh, that's when the private track basically became created so if you go to our website or go to our instagram page you know the workouts are just posted there for free every single day enjoy them have a blast get fit have fun if you want you know all of that additional information that i just said then that's the private track, you know, and all that information is delivered to your laptop or your cell phone through, uh, it's hosted on beyond the whiteboard. Yeah. And so all that. that just comes right to your, uh, to your phone. And it's been, it's been fantastic, you know, and it's, we've had just steady, consistent growth and, and grown a, a beautiful, awesome, positive, encouraging, supportive, like worldwide community believe it or not on our facebook page which you know most people associate facebook with a dumpster fire which <laughs> which i actually am uh, on board with because i resisted starting the private facebook group for the longest time because it's like nothing good happens on facebook right no we are not starting that and uh this one gentleman nick was quite persistent he's like please like you, you we'll, we'll give it a whirl and uh and man it's been I have to navigate through the dumpster fire to get to our private page, you know, like, okay. Once yeah. I get there, man, yeah. it's, it's fantastic. And they're just people supporting each other, sharing stories, offering encouragement. Hey, like I don't have this piece of gear. What does somebody else recommend? And so it's been, it's been interesting from my perspective since I didn't know where it was going to go sure. uh, or how well it would or would not be received to see, to see how warmly it has been received because I, I don't know how to phrase this. I didn't want to compromise when I started CrossFit Lynchpin. Okay. You know, I felt like, I think there's a lot of junk on social media. I think there's a lot Snitch. of junk in the fitness industry. I think a lot of it is flash and sexy photos and it, but it's not the gritty, not sexy, not flashy, hard work that applied consistently yields results, you yes. know, but you got to stick with it. And everyone goes after the flash. And I'm like, I don't want to be a part of that. I want to do what I know and what, you know, all my experience through CrossFit the military has taught me works And those people that are on board with doing the real stuff that works. Well, welcome aboard, you know, and if, and if you're looking for the flash, there's plenty of places that you can find it but it ain't going to be here. And I'm like, and I don't, I don't know if that's going to be a popular decision. Sure. Right. Oh, yeah. right, right, um, right. And so, but I was like, but I, I have to do it that way because doing it any other way, I just wouldn't be able to sleep at night. So, yes. um, so let's do that. And, you know, and I mean, 
you know, we're going to do dumbbell thrusters and we're going to go to the track and we're going to sprint. Crossfitters don't like to sprint. I don't care <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, because it works and it's yeah. effective. So I'm not going to not program it because people don't like to do it and they want to avoid it. Like it's effective. So we're going to program what is effective. And if you do it, well, you know, you will reap the benefits. And so I just kind of wanted to have that uncompromising uh, deal of the truth, if you will. And, right. yeah. and I didn't, I, I thought it was a bit of a, a bit of a risk, but so far so good. Love that. And what, what do you tell people, like when people listen to this and they want to know if they don't, you know, follow you or, or talk about, like follow linchpin, what, what do you mean by effective? I guess, how, like, how do you frame like what that means for them? Yeah. Because they, if they start to do linchpin. So, I mean, classic, beautiful CrossFit methodology for the overwhelming majority of the population is, you know, we've summarized before is like living your life in couplets and triplets. Got it. Short, yeah. short, high intensity, um, couplets and triplets, mixed modality triplets, go heavy at least once a week, every now and then go long, something else that nobody likes to do, mm-hmm. you know, and in realizing that that intensity wins over volume, which yeah, is I think that's thing, like the you know? big thing that we can a talk huge about. Thing. Yeah. And, and there's a lot of, again, even if you're doing more volume, potentially unnecessarily in my case, getting back to what we said about the bodybuilding, you're still not sitting on the couch, right? Like yeah. we're still on the same team pursuing the same goals. Uh, but I just think more people than more people have got lost in the more is better thing. And I don't know why, maybe they, you know, they're following their games heroes who do a tremendous amount of training because they have to, you know, yeah. like, yes, they do CrossFit. They're CrossFit Games athletes. Yes, we do CrossFit. But that does not mean that we are the same. You know, yes. I drive a car and Indy Champion drives a car. Like, we're not the same. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like great analogy. You know, yeah. it's, it's, it's not the same. Um, and so... But I think it's very easy, you know, human beings are curious creatures, but I think it's very easy and I can follow the bouncing ball, which is, well, hey, I do CrossFit and I look up to athlete A, B, or C. They're my hero. I want to be like my hero. I follow that. Makes sense. So what does my hero do? I'm going to start mimicking my hero. Your hero probably does a lot of working out. It does not mean that you should. And it does not mean that it's good for you in the long term and your knees and back and shoulders and health. And then you'll eventually, even if those hold up, you'll probably mentally get burned out and get sick of CrossFit for a while. And I've just seen it go wrong more times than I've seen it go right. But it's very popular. Every day we're going to lift heavy. Every day we're going to do this followed by part A, by part B, by part C. And like, holy cow, look at all this. Uh, I don't think that's effective. Okay. Now getting back to what you're saying, like what's effective, quite frankly, most people more, most people probably need to do less, but they need to do it better. Ah, yeah. Need to do it with more focus, with more virtuosity, and with more intention. And it's getting back to what we said previously. If if you're not achieving your goals, it's easy to say, well, I should throw in another 30 minute session. Probably not. Should probably tighten up that diet. Yeah, you should probably stretch more, and you should probably get some more sleep. You know, um, isn't that funny that those three things—not to cut you off—but I right. feel like diet, stretching, sleep are probably the least 
it's least talked about, least sexy. They're not parts. sexy. They didn't look good on Instagram. No, like oh, I got hitting, nine hours hitting sleep a, last night. Yeah, hitting a, a full squat snatch looks really good on Instagram. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So let's do more of that. So again, I can follow the bouncing ball, um, but I wasn't going to, I wasn't going to cater that because I knew that that wasn't the way, that that wasn't mm-hmm. the path, and so I was going to lay out the path. And for those that want to come along you know, Roger that. Love it. Yeah. That's super helpful. I think for people who've always wanted to learn, or maybe even someone like me, it's, it's cool to hear you like explain that. Cause I've, I feel like I've gone down the rabbit hole for a few years now and, but it's good to hear that perspective. So for you, you know, you, you worked at CrossFit HQ while you started the, started CrossFit Lynchpin. Um, was it kind of like a side hustle at first? It sounds like, like you were like, I'm programming anyway, I'm sharing this info with people. So I'm just going to start this and we'll see what happens. That was that kind of the methodology of, of get, kicking it off the ground. I guess so, you know, but again, it, it wasn't intentional. I just, as far as I knew, when I started CrossFit Lynchpin in 2014, I was just going to post the workouts on the Lynchpin Instagram channel, you know, on a cool little photo. And, and that was going to be that. Right. And I, I didn't know that it would grow into a business. I didn't know that it would grow into a community. I didn't, I had no idea, you know, so I, as it did, it, it very much did turn into, you know, exactly that, you know, a, a small side business till eventually a big side business till eventually now, you know, my full-time occupation. Yeah, no, I love that. That's it's so, it's so wild to hear the stories of people who, you know, do something out of passion that then, you know, just keep putting in the work and then turns into something more Were you, um, was there a reason I've used beyond the whiteboard, obviously with Lynchpin and I, I did even before I was involved with Lynchpin. Um, is there a reason you went with, with that app or any, anything with them? I know those are good guys over there, but just curious on, on the, the why of the platform you picked. Well, that's, I mean, you, you basically nailed it there. The good okay. guys. I mean, uh, yeah. Mo and John are just, they're top notch human beings, you know, yeah. and the longer that I live here on planet earth, um, the more I am, I am impressed by just good people, people who have integrity, people who are transparent, people who do what they say that they will do. Their word actually means something. And um, not to be cynical, but sometimes it's hard to find those people. It, yes. it can be. When yeah. you do, you cherish them. Yes. And um, that's what Mo and, and Jonathan have been from beyond the whiteboard. They're just, they solid, they care about the community. They do things for the right reason. And then on top of that, uh, a wonderful side benefit is I just think their software is top notch, you know, yeah, it's like great. just, just top notch, you know, so you've got, you've got that software combined with great folks that truly care about the CrossFit community. And it was a, it was a relatively easy decision that I've never, uh, that I've never regretted, you know? Got it. Yeah, no, there it's great. I always am impressed. Um, I had a buddy who sent me one of your, you know, I had, was on beyond the whiteboard. He's like, you should check out Lynchpin this is, you know, probably two years ago. And uh, I remember clicking on it and I signed up for the private track and I was just like blown away with like the amount of information that you number one include. And then obviously what the app is able to do. I mean, you talked mm-hmm. about the beginning, but there's like a whole warm up section. There's videos to show you how to do stuff. There's cool downs. And then obviously like for me, I think um, one of the things that's been addicting is just without super foc- being focused on it, it, it quickly shows you like what you've previously done with that workout I always found that like exercising, no matter what type of working out you did, always re- like, whether it was like in the notebook or writing it down on a, your notes app, like trying to keep track of just like 
what you're doing yeah. how much like times weights all that stuff um i think beyond the whiteboard and the way you guys partnered it it's flawless i think it's great yeah i mean they make me look way more professional than i am <laughs> it's, I mean, that's, which is a side benefit there <laughs> <That's> so <laughs> no funny. doubt yeah and it so i think one of the questions uh, i've always wondered so with this you know you're using beyond the whiteboard to help program reach a, a, obviously a, a big audience hopefully and it continues to grow um has this business for you, if we get a little more into the, into the weeds, is it, is it, is it pretty like minimal as far as like operating expenses and in the running it, you know what I mean? Obviously it's like, it's your time and mm -hmm. it's a lot, it's everything in your head that's getting into the programming. But as far as right. like people wondering from like, I think one of the things that I thought would be interesting to talk about with you is, you know, owning an actual physical, you know, box, an actual affiliate that has, you know, hundreds of members versus, yep having your garage uh, affiliate run through beyond the whiteboard is very, very different as far as like, mm -hmm. you know, expense wise really is the way I think about it. And, and just getting, getting, um, you know, CrossFit athletes to come in. Um, can you maybe explain a little bit of that? I think people would find that super interesting just to know the differences between the two. And then I, I'm sure I'll have some questions from there. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely low operating costs. You got to pay my mortgage, obviously, but, yeah. um, <laughs> but you know, other than that, the, you know, I need my phone, camera, laptop, you know, but all things considered, those are, are relatively small expenses. The greatest expense, if you want to call it that, or resource is just my time. I mean, it is, you know, as it has grown, as I mentioned before, from just the workout of the day to all the other aspects that are included as well, which, you know, you just don't scratch down on a piece of paper, like all of them require, um, research, you know, mathematics to figure out, you know, the times, the loadings, how they interplay, then they all need to be uploaded to various platforms to go to the website, to Instagram, to the private track, to be on the whiteboard, to, you know, and then all the videos to, you know, so we make a, you know, make a, a video that goes along with every single workout explaining it. Every day. So yeah. every single solitary day, you know, yeah. that workout, that video could be five minutes, could be 15 minutes. Right. But it happens every day. It needs to get filmed every day. And, you know, you can't just click on the camera and start talking and hope that it goes well, as right. you well know, running, yeah, a right. you know, like there's prep that, you know, people probably look at your podcast, like, ah, you just talk for a living. How easy is that? I, I had someone ask me recently, <laughs> they were like, like, how much time do you put into it? And I'm like, I mean, you got to think to get like, to get you on here. Right. I had to like, come up with like, oh, Pat would be an awesome guest. You have to like, get a hold of them, which no one understands how hard sometimes that can be got to find time. You got to schedule time. I mean, there's just, there's mm -hmm. so much. And then after you actually record it, you got to edit it and get it up. And I mean, people have no idea usually when it comes to content creation, no, how much time it, they it only, takes. you know, they just see the, you know, they just see the food getting delivered to the plate in the restaurant. They don't see the kitchen. Yeah. You know, oh, and you the management got all the food delivery today. and like, you know, I mean, it's just, and anything which looks, you know, the goal is to make it look smooth and easy. Yeah. Who doesn't, you know, you, you want, want to get in, like you want to get the info you need and you want to go do your workout, right? Anything which looks smooth and easy didn't happen by accident, you yes. know? So again, the videos, not, it is a, it's a full type of now, you know, the biggest expense of my time. It is a full time, um, you know, I, I get on my phone or my computer. If I don't get on by 7 a.m., like I'm upset with myself, you know, so like okay. my work day starts, you know, at, at 7 a.m., Got you know, it. and it goes usually till 5 p.m., let's say. Now, I'll, I'll break in there to go work out, you know, during the day, and there's certainly interruptions, you know, when, you know, kids come in, you know, 
Zoom classes are down, can you help me restart my computer? How do you do this math problem? I mean, so there's yeah. there's certainly interruptions all day long, but it's a it just takes a tremendous amount of time to to put out as I said, all those various things have been added over the years to the private track to make sure that they all flow together and there's this symbiotic relationship and and everything is in this very beautiful yet challenging tightrope balancing act to walk of giving enough to stress the body, you know, because stressing the system delivers an adaptation so you have to stress it but you don't want to stress it too much Mm -hmm. you're going to overtrain people break them down they'll get tired and they'll leave and it's no good but then if you don't stress it enough they're not going to get the adaptation they're not going to get the results they're not going to be happy and so all of those 28 different things need to have that that flow together you know so there's a lot of even once everything's quote unquote done it's not like then there's you get you got to go back and revise and try to poke holes in what you did and, and and stress test it and make sure that it's good and then and then all the video you know editing and uploading and putting it on YouTube and there's a podcast and there's Instagram stories and you know it's um I had no idea what I was getting into <laughs> I had no idea what I was getting well, like, into. a few things you're doing there for this I yeah. love it you know I again it's it's my it's my uh, passion and I absolutely adore it and love it and it's an honor to help people on their road to long-term health and fitness. Um, but it's, yeah, it's a full-time gig. And, and then the, I'm, I'm not complaining. So hopefully it doesn't come off as this, but you know, there's, there's an interesting line to walk because you can go down. You can never stop working. Yeah. yeah. Right. Because I especially when sometimes. It's, you know. your community is, is worldwide and it's global. There's no one time zone that it's operating in, you know? So it's turned on all the time. Yeah. So something's coming in at 9 PM and you get that alert on your phone and there's a desire, even though you're trying to have some time with your family to go into the office and start working again and not let, and not let it wait until the morning. And all of this content and everything that we're talking about, it, it never stops there's never, 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 never an off day, you know, even if it's a quote unquote rest day, we're still working behind the scenes on the program, the goal times, the scaling, the videos, the podcast, you know, and all that stuff. And it has to happen on Christmas and New Year's and, you know, my birthday, my kid's birthday and the kid's soccer game. And like, there's, there's never that train keeps moving no matter what. And if you don't keep up with it, you can get you can get behind fast, you know? So it's been an interesting deal just trying to learn how to balance all that and be a husband and be a, you know, stepdad and, you know, keep myself in shape and not go crazy and ideally have, you know, (laughs) a big part of it, a very, very small amount of, you know, free time each day to do a bit of reading or something. And so it's, yeah, it's, it just, it is what it is. It's wonderful, but it, it has its, it has its incredible uh, benefits and it has its incredible challenges. Definitely. Are you, um, it sounds, so you said you usually get up as I, I've seen, I think we talked about it. We talked about it a little bit. You usually get up, you have a little morning routine, I know. And, and then you said you get after it around seven is, um, do you like the breakup in the middle of the day to work out versus like, I know a lot of people and I've, I, this week I kind of got back into like working out first thing in the morning testing it out you. just to like <laughs> well it's, it's funny because sometimes it's, i feel like i'm more productive longer because i don't have that big break 
But at the yeah. same time, um, you know, I, it's sometimes it's good to kind of let your brain out of just work all day. And then you're so tired by the end of the night, I think. Too. No, so I don't sure. know. Just I, I, wish, I wish I was an early morning workout person because um, it's so nice to have it done. Yeah. You know, I feel part. like I feel like I can't um, I probably have some sort of psychological disorder. Like I have to get the workout done. And if it's not done, it's looming over my head. Got to do it. Got to do it. Got to do it. Have like done put you it. in a bad and mood, right? <laughs> it can, you know, and, yeah. and as the day goes on, usually, you know, um, you know, no plan survives contact with the enemy. So, of course, as the day goes on, you usually get more busy, not less busy. Always. things happen life gets in the way it pops up so now if you didn't get that workout done well there's just more things piling up that are going to prevent you from doing it and, and that causes anxiety and stress of so, man just to like knock it out first thing in the morning if you can do that and you're part of that crew i think that's fantastic yeah 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 i was gonna say especially if you can get your sleep that's always my challenge mm-hmm. i always end up you know end of the end of the candle on the night before i got to make sure i'm like in bed at a certain oh. time or then the whole if next day is thrown off. If I could have a superpower and not sleep or o- only need like two hours a night, that would be phenomenal. I would be love it. that. I'm with you hundred percent. I started wearing, I started wearing a whoop. I don't know if you've heard of this mm-hmm. and it's funny. I it's, I've had it for a year. It's probably, it, I think it's made me like respect sleep a lot more, but then when I wake up, it's funny. Cause there's also, it kind of gives you like a recovery every day, like one to a hundred. Mm-hmm. And I'll be honest, like today I woke up in the red, which is like below 33%. And I don't know why, because I didn't, I ate well last night, didn't have any alcohol or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, got a decent amount. I think I got, you know, seven and a half hours of sleep, which for me, that's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, and so sometimes I'm like, well, you know, it's funny. It's like, it, it's like a reminder, but you know, I'm still going to go do my workout. I'm not going to like take the day off. Maybe I should, right. you know what I mean? So that's always tough too. It's like, I think people, you know, getting, getting the habit. So to your point, it's like, if you can build in during your day. If you can build mm-hmm. it in whenever it works for you, I think that's such a good point that like life never gets less busy. So you got to just, oh. to me, it's got to be like a non-negotiable part of my day. Like I just, I, I'm doing it at some point, whether it's night, morning, lunch, whatever. Correct. Um, Amen. It's on 100%. the calendar. <laughs> 100%. Yep. I, I've yeah. got a workout that I've got to do today that um, everyone's reporting a, a high level of discomfort. Oh. So I've got a little bit of dread, you know, I know that's <laughs> that could be a downside future. of working out at lunch as you, uh, yeah, you probably hear about what everyone thought of the workout, mm-hmm. so it's, whether it's good or bad. You're like, well, I already know how this is yeah. going to go. Exactly. That is too funny. Um, for people, and we mentioned it a little bit for on this, on this episode, um, you worked across fit HQ, you got linchpin off the ground. Um, can you explain to people just, you know, what was the decision and sorry, I'm jumping ahead a little bit, but you, uh, you, re- and you said it a little bit ago, but you decided to go full-time with CrossFit Lynchpin. Um, mm-hmm. pe- you know, you're, you're one of the founders I've had on here of a company, a business. Um, and I always like to ask, you know, what was like the conversation, whether you had it with your wife or whoever, where you're like, yeah, I'm going to stop doing this and I'm, I'm going to go invest in myself and I'm going to do it. Um, do you remember that? Or do you remember like just kind of the process and how you came to it? I think with this specifically, it's really interesting to understand like how you decided to Cause it, it's funny is most people go from like, you know, maybe a corporate job they don't love to go do their dream. Mm-hmm. If it works, it sounds like, I mean, you working for CrossFit, I know there's tons going on in that world, but mm-hmm. you're still in CrossFit. You know what I sure. mean? Like you're kind of working for a place. I know you, you believe in and, and all that to go do your own thing still in the same world. So I thought it'd be interesting just to know kind of your mentality and your thought to like, go do what you just did. You know, and to a large degree, the decision was made for me Okay. with, you know, 
coronavirus and the, the the takeover from one ownership to another. Right. You know, it was starting to get to the point where, uh, you know, my wife and I would have these conversations because one of the two things wasn't going to be done well. There's just not enough hours in the day, you know, and 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 we were already there, and it was it was not going to be good. I was going to drop the ball in something. And quite frankly, I knew that it wasn't going to be CrossFit Lynchpin, you know, just because I just enjoy it too much. Like it's mm-hmm. just, it's just absolutely phenomenal. And then with the corporate change at HQ, there was a whole bunch of reorganization of personnel. And I was part of the personnel that was not moving forward with the company. And so it kind of made that decision for me, Got it. Which, yep. you know, for better, for worse was a, a blessing in disguise because then I just allowed me to pour my heart and soul into this without absolutely missing a beat. And yeah, it's been nothing but, I guess it could have been a very potentially scary and terrifying time, but because of CrossFit Lynchman and everything that we've been putting into it for years and years, it was actually great, you know, because now I could do nothing but 100% dedicate and focus on it and make it the best possible. So it was, it was, again, you know, life is, life is crazy sometimes with the, the ups and the downs and things that you don't see coming. And and sometimes, and I didn't know how I was going to eventually make that decision. Like I knew I wouldn't work for CrossFit for the rest of my life. You know, I knew there was going to be some point in time where, you know, our paths were going to split amicably, but it was either going to be on their call or on my call, you know, and, uh, yeah. and, it, you know, had, you know, coronavirus and uh, the uh, change in leadership not occurred and the restructuring of the company not occurred, you know, I could have potentially, it's easy to stay someplace that's, if you're just staying, you know, and you get a paycheck every two weeks and you could just stay for a long time. And yeah, I right. potentially could have stayed there for maybe longer than I should have and delayed the opportunity for me to really take my business to the next level if the decision was left to me and maybe that's why that it went the way that it did maybe the higher powers are like you know what we're going to make this decision for you yeah we'll so, make it easy <laughs> we'll make it easy and and it's been it's been fantastic it has been absolutely um, a blessing no i'm happy to hear that that's that's awesome happy for you guys is um do you think so i you know I, I think everyone has obviously different situations and, and this one sounds like it ended up being a, a leap spring for good. Mm-hmm. Um, was that partially because were you at a place with linchpin where financially, like you said at the beginning, like still pay your mortgage could still like take the leap and try to keep growing it. Um, and if, you know, I think what would your perspective have been maybe if it was earlier on, like I always wondered timings, everything. And sure. it's like, if it would have happened, you know, years earlier, maybe where the platform wasn't at the point it's at now, like, any idea or tips for people who maybe are, are at that stage today that they're dealing with their own thing, just yeah. how you would have thought through it? Absolutely. It certainly would have been more stressful. There's no doubt about it. Like okay. for yeah. sure. Yeah. Um, but I also am a big believer, you know, I would have had to scramble, but I've got no doubt that I would have, I would have found a different job. Yeah. You know, because, and again, this is not a phrase that I coined, but I am truly a believer that your net worth is determined by your network, right? I mean, so if you are- Love that, yeah. If you are in a good circle of people and you're keeping in contact with 
business owners, people out there doing things, you know, then you've got a, a tremendous support network that heaven forbid something does happen. You, even though it could be scary, you shouldn't feel that you're all alone out in the middle of the ocean in a raft by yourself, right? You know, there's yeah, right. there's three, four, five people that you should be able to reach out to and be like, hey, my life changed. This is what's happening. Do you have anything going on that I can assist with or add value to? Or do you know anyone that maybe you could put me in contact with? You know, and if you've kept up a good network of, of individuals, then ideally that situation will sort itself out uh, sooner rather than later and alleviate a lot of that stress. Got it. Yeah, that's great advice. Great advice for anyone going through anything. And, and obviously it's a, your network is, it's almost invaluable to put a, you know, put worth on, on your network. I always say, I mean, that's mm-hmm. something I'm always focused on is trying to make sure you're always just, you said, you said at the beginning, it's always about having, you know, those good people you can trust around you too. It Absolutely. pays off in so many ways you don't know. 100%. Yep. It's uh, the world's rough alone. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it is. <laughs> you know, Literally it'll is. beat you up. It'll beat yeah. you up. Yeah. A hundred percent. Um, so we've talked a ton about CrossFit, a ton about Lynchpin. Um, the other thing that we had talked about that I don't know if a ton of people know is you had, you had mentioned to me that you got into real estate in a way. So we'd love to just kind of pick your brain on that. We've talked about real estate on here in a couple episodes. Um, but we just love to, you know, see what you've done, what your perspectives are on it. And, uh, as always, I'm sure I'll have some questions. You know, I, I got into it just by happenstance because, Back when I was with CrossFit, you know, we had a company 401k. Yeah. And okay. in that 401k, you know, you can put in your uh, distributions each year or whatnot. And there's, you know, cool, fun to- uh, tools. I think this was with Fidelity, where, pardon me, you can put in like, okay, what's your age now? What age do you want to retire? What's your income now? You know, what's your cost of living now? You know, this is what inflation will be then. You know, what, how much will you have to have at 60, 65, 70, whatever it happens to be to maintain a similar cost of, uh, cost of living, quality of life? Right. Will you go down? Will you go up? And so I found those tools and I was like, oh, look at this. This is a fun little tool. And I put in, I put in the, the data and I was like, holy crap. <laughs> like, <laughs> I am screwed. <laughs> like, there's, I'm never going to be able to retire ever in my entire life. Like, <laughs> I started too late in life. I don't have enough saved up. And it's like heartburn. This is what, yes, this yeah. is what inflation is going to do. And, and you know, uh, I'm going to be living in a, you know, a one bedroom shanty, you know, in, in the yeah. middle of the woods. And this is, this is terrible. And it was very scary. And it was just a big eye opener that I was like, okay. oh, no, like, I have not had my financial house in order. I just had it on autopilot and never paid any attention to it and figured somehow, you know, everyone else seems to retire somehow. I guess I will too. I don't know. beats me. Which is common. Yeah, absolutely. And that was, that was the first step of like, I need to spend less time on Netflix and more time sorting out some actual important things in my life and doing some research and reading some different books and filling my head with actual useful information instead of pop culture. Right. And so um, I don't know how the real estate thing popped up, but I, I started getting on to the bigger pockets podcast. Oh yeah. Great one. Yeah. That. Yep. And I listened to like at least the first couple hundred episodes. Like I listened to all of them, like just crushed them one after another. And I was like, okay, 
you know, real estate will be a great vehicle, uh, you know, on top of the stock market. And I was living in California at the time. And, you know, we're like a, a rundown fixer uppers, like $700,000. Um, yeah, so I was like, well, prices, that's yeah. not going to really happen. <laughs> <laughs> and so I started looking at um, more passive ways to invest. If I couldn't do that as a full-time gig, you know, because I was employed. So therefore I only had time to do it on the side. And the more, the more that I dove into some of those episodes, most of them are about uh, residential real estate, you know, single family homes, duplexes, triplexes, quads, whatever it happens to be, and some, you know, small landlords. Every now and then they'd have on an individual who was more on the commercial real estate side, yeah. be it um, mobile home parks or um, self-storage or apartment buildings, multifamily. And I always found those particularly fascinating. And there was, there was a scalability on the commercial side that did not seem to exist on the residential side, um, be it for um, management or repairs or financing. Like it just seemed like it was more scalable, if you will. Okay. Yeah. Makes sense. And so I was like, well, if I'm going to get into one of these things, might as well get into the one that seems to be more scalable because a lot of the people who got into multifamily apartment buildings or whatnot, a lot of them started in single family homes and almost to the T, all of them said, we wish we'd just gone multifamily sooner. Okay. Which would skip it over. Like, even if you have 10 single family homes, it doesn't really prepare you for what you're going to need to know here. So you might as well just start. So I was like, okay. And, you know, there's a whole other world that we could talk about there. But there's an, so apartment buildings became what I became fascinated with. And then there's, an oversimplification is there's two routes to investing in apartment buildings. There's the active investor route and the passive investor route. Mm -hmm. And I'm the passive investor route. It'd be great one day to be the active investor, but the, you know, the active investor is the individual who, um, you know, to give, to give big examples, let's say somebody's going to buy a 300 unit apartment building in Dallas, Texas, and it costs $50 million to, to purchase this thing. And so, um, here's my handy dandy calculator. And so, you know, 50, one, two, three, one, two, three times 0.35, maybe they got to put 35% down. So they need to raise $17.5 million yes. to purchase this apartment building. And, and most apartment buildings aren't owned by just like Jeff Bezos, you know, like one crazy rich individual. Most <laughs> yeah. of them are owned by people who are most likely wealthy, but we're not talking Jeff Bezos. What they do is getting back to what we said before, they have a network and they, you know, create the business plan and, you know, where this asset, this 300 unit building, where is it? And why is it a hidden gem? And why are, you know, why are compared to the, the comparable properties in the local submarket, why is this one underperforming either based upon poor management or below market rents or doesn't have the amenities, whatever it happens to be. But it's it's an underperforming asset that if procured for the proper price and enough care, love, attention and repairs and money are put into it, you can bring it back up to you know equal or, or excel its peers and you've therefore increased the value of it. And then you either hold on to it or you know sell it in five years for a profit, whatever it happens to be. Well, that individual, that active apartment syndicator, 
he's at the top of the pyramid managing that huge process, you know, managing all the financing, all the repairs, all the investors, all the lawyers, all the, you know, um, so much security stuff. and exchange commissions, you know, and the, the whole nine yards. And uh, they also go out there and have to raise, you know, the money that that 17,500, which could be in every apartment syndicator does it differently. Some like the upper end ones that like you can't invest less than a hundred thousand dollars. You know, some of them are 50, some of them are $25,000, some of them are 10, like it's just different. And they have to do this. So as a passive, you know, you get on the list of some of these apartment syndicators that, you know, ideally you have done your due diligence and found that they are reputable, capable, competent professionals that have a track record of doing this right and doing it well, managing this huge enterprise well and delivering the promised returns to their investors. Okay. And, you know, and then you look at the offering memorandum that they are, you know, looking at a building, for example, in Dallas, Texas, and you then have to do your due diligence and look at why is this submarket is it really what they say? And our jobs coming or going? Is the population increasing or decreasing? Is the cost of living this? You know, what big companies are in the area, et cetera, et cetera. And, and fact check it to make sure that you truly believe that that's the case. And, you know, if they're saying that this place is run down and it's, it's you know, the units are $600 per month, but the average unit is 750 in the area. And they're 100, so they're 150 below the current market value. Like, why is that? Yeah, you know, and, and is it realistic and fair? Quite frankly, because it's not fair, people aren't going to pay it. Yeah, is it right. fair um, to think that it could be seven fifty? And so, there's a lot that you got to go into that. And if you do think that it, it makes sense, and the business plan makes sense, and you like the track record of the syndicator and all that, you know, and you have the capital to invest, then you invest your your capital. And depending upon the the structure of the deal, they're usually five year holds. Okay. And, you know, five years to, to turn the building around, if you will. Um, and then you might get a, you know, a certain percentage each month or at the end or whatnot. And it just depends on what each syndicator offers. And are you happy with those terms or whatnot? And what's your, as any other investment, your, your risk tolerance. But that became fascinating to me because it was something that I could understand. Okay. You that was my first question was, it, se it seemed like um, for someone who's never, um, like we own a home, this is our house. So I know how the, I know how that part works, but I, right. a lot of people I've talked to um, that listen to this have wanted to get in real estate, but maybe, you know, never have what you just explained. I mean, that to me sounds like, you know, a lot about it, to be honest. Like, it sounds like you have a great, like general understanding of like how it all works. How do you like get all that information though? Is it a lot of podcasts and reading and talking yes. to people? Okay. <laughs> A lot yeah. of podcasts, a lot of reading, and then uh, also involved in a like multifamily commercial real estate like mentorship program. Love it. To, okay. to really just get my education on point and make sure before I invested in something to the best of my ability, I, I understood the landscape and so I could not make a dumb decision with money that I was choosing to either invest somewhere or put, you know, clothing on my children's back. Yeah. <laughs> you know, right, so right, I wanted yeah. to make sure that it was that it was, it was done intelligently, but it made, it makes more sense to me than the stock market, although you know, invest in there as well, because apart in general, like something like an apartment building, it's not emotional. Yeah. Whereas the stock market to some degree seems to ride on emotion, which is yeah. 
terrifying and nerve wracking. You know, I mean, uh, you know, where I can look at this physical asset, look at its location, look at the square footage. I can look at the amenities. I can look at the parking. I can touch it, the feel pool, it. Yeah. I can look at the, the year that it was built, the whole nine yards. And then I can look at the comparable properties in the area that are of the same square footage of the same building class of the same everything of the same driving distance to major employers. And I can say, yeah, this is a hidden gem. This, this is undervalued. This is a good price. Or I can be like, no, you're crazy. Like the other buildings are better for a lower price, you know, like, yeah. Yeah. And, and so there's a, an actual track record of, then you can figure out like, okay, we, we're going to improve the units. Well, this is how much countertops cost. Like it's a real number, you know, and you can, it's not made up, you know, and these yeah. will be the costs, et cetera, et cetera. Whereas stock, you know, I remember watching like a, a Joe Rogan podcast one time and he had Elon Musk on. <laughs> one of his most popular, I think. That's, yeah. And yeah. while Elon Musk was on there, I think he like smoked some weed or something or, or yeah. had, it did something like that. Oh yeah. And the next day Tesla stock plummeted. Yes. Cra- so, like crashed. Yeah. Regardless of your. Um, Which obviously has nothing to do with how many cars they made. Regardless of your, nothing, of your political yeah. leanings or any feelings about marijuana that has nothing to do with Tesla cars. Right, yeah. And Crazy, so that right? doesn't happen in a, apartment buildings. Sure, okay. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like, right, yeah. That's my point. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. so yeah, I, I buy the stock. I'm like, I think it's great. And the next day, you know, the owner does something in his personal life, utterly and completely not related to running the company, which maybe they're a beast at and they do fantastic. Yeah. And now my stock's worth less. I don't like right. that. It, well, it was crazy. Was then three days later, it was the highest it's ever been. So it went right. like from bizarre. It's just yeah, 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 yeah. Bizarre. So, um, so again, to me, that's why these made sense. Like these were more once you understood the the language and the terminology and the due diligence. It's more just a math equation. Yeah. Okay. That and makes if, sense. And if yeah. you do the math, the math is the math is the math. You know where sure. sometimes stocks like yeah okay they're a math equation if you can see like this historically is what this is sold for it's 10 percent lower that seems like a good deal as long as you don't know anything else that the business is doing squirrely but then like then who knows that might not be the case next week suddenly the math is different it's yeah if the if the, if the ceo goes <laughs> on the podcast and smokes weed you never right. know yeah so so that became my initial that's how i started to go down that path it all started with the bigger pockets podcast start with me reading more more books, getting more education and learning about the the asset class and then starting to dabble in it as a passive investor. Got it. Okay. Love that. And then maybe for people too, um, I actually have had one other person, one of my good buddies does this exact same thing. He's newer into it, but he's really into it. And um, so from a passive perspective, like you, you talked about the active side of it and the, especially the person at the top of the pyramid. I mean, they're in, mm-hmm. they're, it's their full-time job job probably, Absolutely, or at least yep. you know a big part of their day. Um, for the passive person, what are some of the things that you, you talked about doing your due diligence and making sure the math checks out. And then you make the, if you decide to go forward, you make the investment, you become part of, you know, the, the group of investors that funds the the purchase mm-hmm. of this building. Then what does it look like after that? Like what's a, you know, is it weekly, monthly, quarterly? Like what is, what's kind of like, are you just getting information back on it? Are you doing I mean, any work after that? Largely, no. Largely, it's yep. you're, you're in the back of the plane and the pilot's flying it. Got it. Okay. You know, Love I it. I mean, and, and once a month, 
um, you might get whatever your distribution is, or it might be quarterly, just depending upon how the deal was structured to begin with. And then most of the syndicators as well will give a monthly property update to let you know what's going on with that property. And they send you all the financials and rent rolls and all that stuff, you know, to look through if you so want, but they could say, you know, so you always have access to the finances. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. You know, it's open book, you know, which is Got great. It. It's transparent, great. you know, and, and they'll just keep you abreast of, you know, Hey, we, we purchased this fictitious 300 unit building uh, where whatever, eight months in 50 units have been renovated on those 50 units. Are we making our projected rents? Are we not making our projected rents? If so, are we above, are we below? You know, like, so yeah. all that just kind of takes place in the, in the monthly recaps. Okay. And then as the passive side of it, um, th- at least from my understanding, are you're usually set up with some guarantees, right? Like at least like a return, like a percent, or is that not necessarily all the case? Always Not the case? necessarily. I mean, there can be a preferred return that they, they ideally would like to hit, okay. but they also have the authority to change that, which, okay. which they should, in my opinion, that might seem weird to some, um, some of your listeners. So for example, you know, I was involved in a few of these properties, you know, still am, but I, I get into them before coronavirus and unemployment went through the roof and all that, right? Yes. And so bang, this hits, people are losing jobs. I, I even as a passive investor, you know, some of, some of the lead syndicators froze distributions to passive investors. Like, hey, we're gonna, we wanna be cash heavy right now because we don't know what's gonna happen. We don't know if rent's gonna be paid, but we still need to pay our mortgage. Yeah, right. You know, even, even if the tenants aren't paying, the owner needs to pay. Yeah, right. Right, And so we need to be cash heavy right now. And that was 100% the right call. Like I actually would have been furious if they paid me my monthly distribution. I would have felt that was actually reckless and negligent to be in charge of the project and make that decision. Like the, the right decision was freeze distributions, wait this out, see what happens. And if we're in a good position that makes good fiscal and business sense, we'll turn distributions back on. Because instead of acting in, in favor of the investors, they acted in favor of the business and the health Correct. of, of yep. the project. Which yeah. benefits everybody. Right. Yep, exactly. Okay. Got it. Okay. So there is some risk. There can be risk in oh, that. Absolutely. I mean, COVID is yep. hopefully a once in a lifetime yep. thing, but that's a good example of how it can be. Got it. And, okay. And there is, you know, you don't, you don't execute the business plan properly. You're it's poor management. You know, maybe you were off in your projected costs. I mean, all that's true, but even, even if all of that's true, you still have some slice of a large part of real estate with the physical building. Yeah. That will always have some intrinsic value. Like a stock might go to zero. Yeah. Right. Uh, go bankrupt 15, and lose 15 all your shares. acres of land in Dallas is not going to go to zero. Right. <laughs> yeah. Know, like, no, so, good point. Good point. Is there now some... on the flip side of that? I think the one thing that I've read a lot and, and I know people ask this question is with that type of, with like this passive type of real estate investing, um, how do you, do you, do you ever go see the actual like site building? Is it all remote? Like, how does that part work? Cause I think a lot of people are like, this could be a huge investment of something I've never seen and it feels scary or just don't you know. certainly can. I have not. Yeah. Okay. You know, especially with all the wonderful things available with, you know, Google maps and, you know, it, but, but you certainly Absolutely. can. And, and since people from around the country will be investing in these things, there's undoubtedly some folks who are local on the ground and, and, and can do that as, as well. And, you know, the syndicators will post 
if you, you know, they'll schedule walkthroughs and you're more than oh, welcome okay. to go if you so desire, you know, so I just haven't, I just haven't taken part in that. Okay. Got it. And then, so this sounds like something you're, you're really interested in, but you also talked about, you know, having a 401k, you do have some money in the market. How do you, and I always say, I don't hear, I talk in nauseam about diversification. It's like my favorite word to use. Warren Buffett has drilled into me. I just think like, it's fun talking to someone like you because I personally have always wanted to get into real estate. And I think the pat this type of real estate investing is the type of way I would want to get involved. Um, but I have yet to do it. Just, you know, investing in our own, our own um, home. That's our only mm-hmm. you know, real estate we own. Um, how do you like to think about the weight? So like, how much do you like what, like percentage wise, how much do you like to keep in like a real estate versus, you know, money market cash? Do you ever think about all that? Or is it more of just, opportunistic yeah. type of thing. Yes, for sure. I mean, I'm a, I'm a big fan of having an emergency fund, you know, for sure. Yeah. I mean, so, uh, and I would say ideally a minimum six month emergency fund, you know, where just heaven forbid everything comes to a grinding halt, you know, that everything's fine for half a year. Yeah. So that, you know, that first and foremost, and then above and beyond that, it's funny. This is again, much as my kids try to keep me from being a workaholic, um, my wife also tries to bring balance to me because I'm a very simple human being with regards to my wants and needs. If you'll, if you'll say that, <clears throat> not that I'm a monk, but like, like I drive my wife crazy on my birthday or Christmas. She's like, what do you want? I'm like, I don't want anything. Yeah. I'm like, I actually really don't. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not just saying that. Like, I don't want anything. I don't want to watch. I don't want a computer. I don't want shoes. I don't want a jacket. Like I've, I've got shoes. I'm fine. Like, uh, I don't know. I don't want anything. And uh, drives are bonkers. And so I would invest every penny that I had. (laughs) Like, you know, I wouldn't take a vacation, you know, like I would just like, I like investing and I think it's fun. And I would, and I would do that. And, you know, I wouldn't go to Disneyland. Sure. Okay. You know, and my kids would be sad. So, you know, so my wife helps balance like, okay, that's great. Happy that you're doing this. Happy we're going to do some investing but we also have to set aside something so that our family can live and have some experiences and, and enjoy and not just, okay, there's food in the fridge and the heat's on and that's great, but we need to do things a few times a year so that we build memories and like, okay, yeah, you know, you're right. So, you know, we allocate a certain amount of, of money to do that and to, to go out as a family and have fun yeah. and to make sure that we have a six month, you know, um, emergency fund. And then we're also just very big on like, not carrying debt. Like we obviously have a mortgage, but I just, we just, I don't like, we don't carry credit card debt. Like I just, I think that's, an, you know, if you can get rid of that evil in your life, you really should, you know, first yeah. and foremost, um, you know, in, in keeping with the whole, uh, you know, I don't, I don't want a fancy watch. Like I like, I like investing and I like finances because I think it leads to freedom and security. Sure. Yeah. That's right. what I find attractive. I don't care about a fancy car or a watch. I care about freedom in my life, security in my yeah. life. That's you great. know, uh, I drive an 11 year old truck with a cracked windshield. That's the way I, I could <laughs> most certainly afford a newer truck, but my truck gets me from point A to point B. Yeah. So I'm not going to just waste my money on a depreciating object when I could, when it still works. And yeah. um, I could put that income into something that ideally will, will get a return you know, one day that truck will die and I'll replace it, but not till then, you know? And so that is kind of how 
how I roll. Keep the family, keep the family happy. Make sure that that you know we're not in credit card debt. All bills are paid. Make sure we have an emergency fund. Make sure there's some fun money left aside so the family can go out and do things. And then anything above and beyond that, let's try to be smart with it. Yeah. You know, be that through real estate or uh, the stock market. Love it. No, I appreciate that. I think that is a great lesson learned, and and I think it's so nice to like break it down into just a simple easy way to think about it. I mean, that's just pretty simple cut. Like that's, mm-hmm. that's a great way for people to get into it and think about it. Yep. Is it, is it extra? If so, we're investing it. Right. Yeah. Love it. I'm the same way. Love that. I think uh, I always tell people um, I'm also a big proponent of, you know, treating savings, investing, any of those vehicles as just like non-negotiables and I, not to like bring it back to CrossFit, but like, mm-hmm. you know, it's something, it's part of the day that, you know, if that if exercising is something where you're like, it's happening no matter what, I have to just get it done. I have to schedule it and do it. Right. I always think the same for like investing and saving. It's like, just take it off the table immediately when you, when you get paid or however you want to do it. Um, that way you don't, you don't worry about it and then it's done and it's paid for and it's building itself. It's working for you. Yeah. And I kind of feel like I have to do that because I, I feel like I just, I feel like I pulled my head out of my butt financially too late in life. And so I need to, be as diligent as I can now. And if I started at 22, it would be different, but I didn't, you know? And so, um, and that's just another thing I'm going to try to bestow upon my kids as they grow up that, you know, I didn't get growing up was the whole talk about finances and investing and, you know, assets and liabilities and et cetera, et cetera. So yeah, hopefully they, they grow up with a little bit more uh, intelligence in that arena. I'm sure. I mean, I'm sure they will. I always think, you know, whenever I talk to anybody who has an interest in it and even has a plan, like I think, I think one of the most misconceived things is like there's a perfect plan. Like there's not a perfect plan, right? Mm-hmm. But there is. But having a plan and uh, just sticking to it, and then learning and pivoting and keep going. I mean, again, it's just like you know, um, it's just like always having different modalities and exercise and changing the way you're doing. It's like they, they had, there's a lot of similarities in those two things, but with investing, whether it's real estate, money market, cash, um, you know, I think just getting a, getting a game plan down in Excel or on paper and, and just working with whoever it is, your spouse, yourself, um, and just building and working on it and always having like that next goal you're going towards helps a lot. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. And, uh, and I would also, it was in some book that I, read i can't remember what it was it was a long time ago but it gave like an excel spreadsheet form to track your net worth all these you know all the different things that you should and it and it, it made a great point it's like look it doesn't matter if your net worth is five thousand dollars or it's five million dollars it doesn't matter you want to be aware of what it is and you want to yeah. be aware of whether it's increasing or decreasing because if you're just guessing you'll probably be shocked by what the numbers actually say yeah. And I was like, oh, okay. And I did it. And I was shocked at how, at that time, how poor it was. I was like, oh, I haven't been financially wise. I need to yeah. start making some different decisions. You know, it's under that other saying that, you know, what gets measured matters. Right. Right. And if you're not giving something measurement and focus, and you're just kind of guessing or hoping that it's going to work out, it's probably not. And so again, doesn't matter what the net worth is. I think there's value and, and getting it down on paper and, and just seeing what it is. And, and it's a helpful metric because for example, um, two or three weeks ago, a house came on the market that my wife and I had an interest in. It was really, it's still in our same neighborhood. We would have moved like a quarter of a mile. 
Okay, nice. But ahead is like a you know, whatever cooler backyard. We're like, oh man, this would be really cool. We should do this, and um, you know, started running the numbers because everything's just a math problem. Yep. And I thought I knew how it was going to shake out, and there's nothing wrong with the house that we live in. So that was a great thing. Like we had under no pressure to move. It's just like, a, oh, wouldn't it be nice? And I ran, put all the numbers into this net worth thing of like, what would our new mortgage be? What would the down payment have to be? Well, you know, it crunched it all. And it was actually a financially poor decision to purchase that house. Right. Like it just negatively affected our, our net worth. And I was like, oh, well, we're not going to do that. <laughs> and that was it. And she saw it too. And she's like, nope. Got so, it. Isn't that funny? How true is that? I mean, I'm a finance person by trade, so I, I think about everything like that, but it really is true. Most things in life are just a math problem. And if you sit Correct. down and like take the data, the numbers, whatever it is, and just take your time, crunch it out, usually that gives you a better versus just like winging it and be like, hope this, hope this new house, you know, hope we can pay for it. Like yeah, that's yeah. the last thing you want to try to do. I think a lot of people you know, unfortunately go down that route that like, let's just jump, we'll make it work. And which is, you know, sometimes you do, but you could also, sure. not, you know, <laughs> it, uh, it's, it's not, not a running joke, but um, I've got into my kid's head now where they'll ask something. It doesn't matter what it is. Um, how, how did somebody build that bridge across the river? You know, they'll see it. How are Tesla's so fast, whatever it is. And now I'll look at them and I'll just say, you know how and they're like oh, yes math and science i'm like <laughs> yes that's the answer the yeah. answer is math and science so that's funny. You, you want to be good at math and science you want to understand math and science because it will be your friend for the rest of your time on this planet that's a good piece of advice too how true is that right mm -hmm. if you are good at those two things there's a lot of things that are unlocked for you no joke for sure um so Pat, thank you. This has been so much fun. I think this has been a, a great episode. It's been fun to get to know you and some of these different aspects that I really didn't know much about. Um, as we like kind of wind towards the end, there's a few questions I love to ask everyone I have on here, and I, I know you're going to have some, some good answers uh -oh. for these. Um, <laughs> the first one, um, I, always say, I always say book, but if you have a podcast, you've already mentioned a couple um, or just a source of knowledge for all the listeners, what would be your favorite piece of knowledge that you would share? I love the old capital podcast. Love it. It's, okay. It's fantastic. It's a total commercial real estate nerd podcast. I mean, oh, cool. Beyond okay. a shadow of a doubt, you know, um, but it's great. It, it's fantastic. So that would be the podcast. And then a book that I'm currently reading, which I'm loving is basic economics by Thomas Sowell it is, it's a home run. You know, in my opinion, he talks about a topic that could be very dry and boring, okay. but he does it in a way that's just plain English and very relatable. It's a beast. It's like 650 pages, but it's, it's actually an enjoyable read. And, that's all it comes down to with finance. Yes. Yeah. And I was shocked about, I knew that I didn't know a lot about economics, but I was shocked at how little I actually knew. Got it. Okay. It's, it's very, yeah. it's a great book. Economics was like my worst subject in college for some reason, but it's oh. funny because now I, I care so much about it that mm -hmm. I think then I just didn't understand the importance. And uh, so that sounds like a great book. I've not read that one. I'll add that it's to fantastic. my list. Um, so you obviously are a very busy guy. You've got, you know, you've had multiple jobs, you're running a business, you're a family man. Um, what tools do you use to, you know, 
plan goals and accomplish tasks and like plan your day. Some people, you know, have pen and paper. Some people it's a journal. Some people it's apps. Do you have anything that you like rely on to just like get shit done? I've got a, a tremendous stack of just old school uh, post-it notes here on my desk. Love and it. so the, the quick things that just jump into my head, they get jotted down on a post-it note. Oh, okay. a random ideas pile right here. Oh, wow. I love that. Uh, That's a lot of <laughs> so, ideas there. Yeah. And, and a lot of them are like podcast topics, like the things that I'm like, I'll see. I'm like, all right, I should talk about that. Yes. So quick thought goes to the post-it note. And then the two places that actually get things done is I do still have an old school, just like paper to-do list okay. that, you know, get prioritized and checked off or circle filled in if it's in progress. And then other than that, everything makes its way into my, uh, the calendar on my iPhone, you know, okay. and that's, that's just the, the God sent life. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. And see what's happening. So that's, you know, old school paper and post-it notes and then technology on the iPhone. And those Got are, it. Those are the ways things happen. The combo. I'm really similar mm-hmm. to that. Yeah. I, I, I always joke around with my friends. I'm like, if it's not in the calendar, it's not happening. That's like, Completely. My, it's life for me. I can only imagine yep. once you have kids, how extra important that would become. Oh my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, awesome. So that was the, those are the two questions I love to always ask. Um, really two, two last quick ones. One, um, you, you probably, I don't know if anyone knows this for sure, but I heard a, a sneak peek of, of what his thoughts are. What do you think on, um, a Matt coming back for a sixth try at the CrossFit games next year? If you had a guess. Yeah. I mean, you saying if he will come back or if he'll win, if he'll come back to, to go individual. I mean, did he recently say that he wouldn't? He just was, he was very vague on like what his, what his thoughts are, but I think he's good about doing that anyway. of just like, let's, let's keep it, let's keep it interesting and see what the future holds. He's so good about like living in the now too, I think, you know what I mean? He's like, we'll figure it out when it's time. I would think so. I I just, I also don't, I mean, nobody wants to be that person that stays wherever they are too long. You know, it's just a sad show, you know, like the the gazelle slowly dying out of the, you know, um, but he's nowhere near there, yeah. you know, and he only appears to, I don't know how he feels between the years. I don't know if he's just like worn out and like, oh, I'm just over this. Like who knows that, but him, but from an outsider's perspective, looking at him, shocking as it is, he's, he's the best by far and he appears to still be getting better. So nothing about that tells me that he shouldn't come back from a third party observation standpoint. And and that would only give him another year of being the man and winning yeah. the purse and getting sponsorships and having the name and the cloud, which, you know, makes his life propel forward as well. So I would, I would think the answer is a yes. Okay. Got it. Love it. No, I love that. And then last one, how do people follow you? How do people get involved with CrossFit Lynchpin, all the fun stuff. And then obviously I'll add all of this to the show notes too. So people can find you in, in CrossFit Lynchpin. Yeah, the website is crossfitlinchpin.com. And then on Instagram, we're crossfitlinchpin. And those are the two best ways to do it by far. And on, you can either go to our Instagram page and click the link in the bio, or if you go to our website, there's all kinds of information there. We've got a frequently asked questions page. Um, you can click on the private track and learn about you know what we do and what we offer. And then we've got a podcast too, Lynchpin Conversations. You want to geek out on CrossFit stuff? That's what we do. It's a great and, one. Yeah, that's about it, man. Awesome. 
That sounds great. Well, Pat, thank you so much. I appreciate you taking the time to come on here. It was a great conversation and um, I wish you the best with CrossFit Lynchpin and I'll be following along. So good luck. I, I appreciate it, Shane. Thank you very much for having me on. Absolutely. I'm glad we got it. We got it done and uh, hope you have a great day. You too. Awesome. See ya.